Joining us on our program today is Angelos Angelou, the Principal Executive Officer of Angelou Economics, based here in Austin, Texas. Mr. Angelou, thank you for joining us on our program today. Thank you very much for inviting me. And to start off, tell us a bit about your background and how you first got started with Angelou Economics. Well, I was um, born and raised in Greece, and I received a scholarship from um, the Greek and U.S. governments to finish my last year of high school in uh, the United States. Eighty-four students were selected to come as part of a program. I was one of them. Unfortunately, 83 students remained here. Only one of them went back to Greece. So I uh, continued on on my educational goals, which was to get a bachelor's and a master's and a doctorate degree. And once uh, that was achieved, I got employed uh, at the Austin Chamber of Commerce as the chief economist later became the Vice President for Economic Development. And after 12 years uh, of work at the Chamber, I decided to uh, start my own firm. And that's where Angel Economics became a, a reality. Uh, we've been in business uh, ever since, and that is nearly 17 years. And what are your firm's primary areas of specialization and expertise? We are economic development consultants, which means we advise public sector clients as well as private sector clients. On the public sector side, we will give a community or a state government and or a foreign government a strategic plan on how to attract investment and jobs. Along with that will come a public policy on what kind of incentives they need to have uh, to become relevant to the private sector companies that they wish to attract. On the private sector side, we will work with some of the largest companies in the U.S., to find them locations uh, anywhere in the U.S. and or abroad. So part of that is to understand the criteria that our clients are giving us and superimposing that criteria among a number of competing entities and eventually choosing the, the site, the location, where our clients' interests will be served the best. And we follow with the building permits and negotiations for, for incentives. So site selection, site location analysis, and economic development strategic planning work is what we do. Given that we have a little over a dozen employees here with economic expertise, we also get involved in doing uh, quite a bit of economic analysis, feasibility studies for a variety of different clients, uh, including economic impact studies. And on any given year, we may do about 10 or 15 of, of, of this type of projects. So we're kind of a multifaceted uh, in the field of economic development and site location. Uh, there are over 400 competitors, but very few firms are larger than just being a mom-and-pop type of operation. We're one of the largest in the country. You mentioned, of course, working with clients in both the private and public sectors. What are some of the most noteworthy clients and projects that your firm has been involved with recently? Well, right now we're finishing a project for the state of Michigan where we've looked at their incentives policies and benchmarked them with 14 other states in the U.S. So they'll get a pretty good idea of how their incentives uh, for economic development basically benchmark with those of their competitors. Another project that we recently finished was the uh, economic development strategy for the city of Cincinnati as part of a overall master plan. A year ago, we did the strategy for the state of Delaware, working directly there for the state economic development organization. And what target industries they need to be focusing on and attracting, what kind of public policy they need to have in place to attract those type of companies 
and and what product improvements they need to be making to their state in order to become even more attractive for private sector companies. Though this is in reality one of the smaller parts of your business, your firm is also widely known for its annual economic forecast. And recently, you presented this year's forecast, which drew attention from a number of different、uh, media outlets. Tell us about this forecast. Well, the annual economic forecast that we do in Austin has、um, been in place for 26 years now. I had started it during my second year as an employee of the chamber. And when I left、uh, the chamber, a lot of the attendees asked me to continue doing it. We don't do it for anyone else. We've done it for other communities in the past with a lot of success. But honestly speaking, it's event planning, and, and、uh, our company is not in the event planning business. And because the public and certain supporters ask us to do it every year, we sort of continue doing it every year. It's something that I take a lot of pride in because I think we have a pretty good idea of this region and its economic development potential. And our forecast is driven、uh, specifically by economic development indicators. And we've had a pretty good track record of, of being the most accurate forecast for Central Texas. Has the nature of your work become more challenging in recent years due to the global economic downturn? The、uh, global downturn has had an impact on U.S. communities, especially. And when that pie of economic development becomes smaller, then there is increased competition among those engaged in economic development to attract those few projects that still may be looking for expansion. So, in a way, the field of economic development has become far more competitive than it, it's been. During downtime, cities and states and foreign governments、uh, tend to look at maybe rebranding,、uh, reconsidering their economic development strategies. So, yes,、uh, during the recession, actually, economic development as a business is a pretty good business to be in. Now you have been known to address the economic situation in Greece as well, and you've mentioned the need for Greece to rebrand itself. What do you mean by listen? In what way do you believe Greece can successfully reshape its image and its economy? Greece has a phenomenal workforce, highly educated, mostly trained actually in the U.S. at the technical level, and very inexpensively for、um, less than thirty, forty thousand dollars, you can hire a Ph.D. electrical engineer. Tremendous talent. It also has a fantastic. Entrepreneurial environment, and I've met various Greek entrepreneurs, serial entrepreneurs, who have significant software technological achievements on on their portfolios. But what they lack is marketing exposure. I visited the Athens incubator called Coralia. I have visited maybe over 50 incubators around the world, and I can definitely say it's one of the best I've ever seen. 30 companies are incubated in the semiconductor. As well as some pretty high-level research、um, on software and video compression technology, and they've had tremendous success.、Uh, two of those companies now are established in the Silicon Valley. They are doing、um, semiconductor-related product sales. And one other company, which、um, is part of this incubator, is actually providing today all the video compression technology for Apple computer. Yet another company years ago was the inventor of text messaging. Now they're headquartered in New York with a development office in Athens. They're doing well. And recently, I've also、uh, discovered a high-flying startup in Greece and encouraged them to move their operations to Austin, which they have. 
which is a, an online educational platform that is the most comprehensive platform around. And I think they will also have significant success in, in this country. Have you considered investing in Greece? And if so, what have been some of the challenges that you have faced? So to um, summarize your earlier question, which I need to probably finish a bit um, better, Greece has significant assets on having a highly educated workforce and an entrepreneurial environment that I think is fantastic and needs to rebrand itself around these two economic development variables. As far as um, investing in Greece, if you were a Greek-American, then um, you would know the differences between the images of Greece that are being portrayed every day on television and what is a real picture on the ground. So the answer is yes. In fact, next month I will be going over there to personally look at doing some investments on solar-related projects and representing also a couple of clients that are looking for significant solar farm investments in Greece. They've issued several thousand licenses at very high level rates of PPA, the Power Purchase Agreement, usually at 37 to 40 euro cents, which is the equivalent of nearly 55 cents per kilowatt hour, as compared to about 10 cents per kilowatt hour that is available in the U.S., so uh, there's tremendous opportunity for the astute investor and one that actually can be able to um, take advantage by minimizing the financial risk by investing in Greece and still make significant profits in the country. You've mentioned some of the uh, success stories from Greece and some sectors that Greece can rebrand itself around. Are there any other sectors that you can think of where the country has a competitive advantage that it could develop? Greece uh, has had a history of being uh, a great tourist destination. What Greece lacks is infrastructure, and particularly on the high end of the infrastructure to attract more of the high-end tourism. Uh, the country is reaching a potential now of about 16 million tourists a year. Unfortunately, most of those tend to be concentrated in just relatively few months out of the year. So Greece uh, has tremendous assets. It's a four-season country and needs to focus on developing tourism year-round. It has the mountains, it has the oceans, it has a lot of archaeological sites, it has a lot of educational opportunities that needs to uh, be pursued around ecotourism, archaeology, and so forth and so on. Secondly, Greece um, also has a substantial base of an agricultural business in which um, perhaps more local processing and more of a vertical integration needs to occur as opposed to uh, shipping raw fruits and vegetables to the European Union. Third, Greece has the largest commercial fleet in the world. Greece accounts for 20% of the ownership of the world's um, commercial shipping fleet. And there are opportunities for growing that. There are opportunities for growing services around that uh, offering and somehow capitalizing that business better than it has in the past. They've done a pretty good job, but I think countries like Malta have done even a better job or even Cyprus. So there are opportunities all around. Uh, I think what you need to, to do is look beyond the politics of the day and, and focus on a medium to long, a long-term strategy and stick with it because Greece has all the assets to succeed in economic development. Now, moving beyond just Greece, what is your outlook for the future of the Eurozone and the economy in Europe as a whole? I am optimistic that the Euro is going to be a major global currency, is not going to go away, and the 
Eurozone this year is going to probably be in a mild recession, but I think that recession is going to be short-lived. Hopefully, with the U.S. economy picking up steam, that will help to uplift also the European economy as well. And as long as the U.S. economic recovery is going strong, as, as it appears to, to be in the last uh, few months, then I think Europe uh, is going to have a very mild recession and probably short-lived. I would think that the recession in Europe in the Eurozone will not be uh, more than maybe the next two quarters. Now, on a more local and personal note, you are also heavily involved in the local community here in Austin, and including the local Greek-American community. Tell us about your uh, involvement here locally. Well, the... Greek immigrants early in the 19th century were engaged in the restaurant business and suricare business, anything that will make a living and, and be the great entrepreneurs that they have been. They are people of great family values and a strong emphasis on education. The new Greek immigrants are the ones that likely will have a college degree and also in a technical field. And they're more likely to be the inventors or the people that will uh, be in higher management of a technology company, or also likely to join education and be professors in engineering or business schools or computer science. The University of Texas, I think, has a, a good number of Greek professor engineers, very well-accomplished engineers. So um, the Greeks have become more professional oriented in their career searches and career opportunities as a result of the education that they've received. I'm very involved in the Greek community, and, you know, there's an active discussion among a lot of Greeks in town uh, about technology and about the U.S. economy as well as about Greece. And we uh, sort of get together once in a while to just brainstorm and, and chat about all these issues and also talk about our families because we're very, very family-oriented. Later in May, I will host a, a concert at our house that was um, conceived of an Italian music major at UT who recently got his Ph.D. about a Greek composer. And I felt uh, very proud to um, actually have an Italian put together a concert in memory of this um, famous Greek composer and try very hard to raise money to make this event happen. So I'm assisting them and him personally to raise the, all the funds that he needs to make this uh, a reality. Uh, moreover, we um, are also engaged now in conversations to um, start again the Greek festival that we used to have a few years ago, and which we've uh, discontinued because everyone got too busy and did not have much time to uh, to contribute to it. But there is discussion now that we uh, hopefully will have a Greek festival sometime later this year as well, which is going to be great. You recently gave a talk at the campus of uh, the University of Texas, from which your firm apparently also hired two interns. Tell us about your firm's outreach to the UT community and about internship opportunities that might be available to students. Well, I'm on the advisory board of the College of Natural Sciences, and I attend all the regular meetings. I've been a new advisor as, as, uh, since uh, last quarter, basically. So I do get involved. I do take up opportunities to um, teach at UT or lecture at UT from um, professors that invite me to do so. I hire a lot of UT graduates, and uh, definitely we're looking for more interns. The um, caveat with that is, unfortunately, we don't pay our interns, but they get tremendous experience working at Angel Economics. 
were known to be uh, probably the best training ground for economic research. And pretty much all of the students that have volunteered to come and work here and be trained have done very well in uh, finding a job elsewhere in the, in the community. Having worked for Angelo Economics is actually uh, a pretty good brand, uh, particularly if you're an economics major. Finally, where can our listeners find out more about you and your firm? I think uh, they can get on the web on our website, www.angeloeconomics.com, or they can also call us directly or send us an email. If there is an interest in volunteering to be an intern, we typically have uh, anywhere from four to six interns uh, helping out at our shop and doing research for clients all over the country or all over the world. So it's a tremendous experience. Mr. Angelo, thank you for uh, joining us today on our program. Michael, thank you for inviting me.